You're listening to A Date with Data with your host, Amy Bitterman. Hey, it's Amy, and I'm so excited to be hosting A Date with Data. I'll be chatting with state and district special education staff who, just like you, are dealing with IDEA data every day. A Date with Data is brought to you by the IDEA Data Center. Welcome. Today I am joined by Alyssa Kramer, Special Education Regional Coordinator with the North Dakota Department of Public Instruction, and Tracy Tuttle, the Part B Data Management Coordinator with the West Virginia Department of Education. Both Alyssa and Tracy are newer Part B Data Managers, and we're having them on today to reflect on their experiences as they've taken on this role and also hear some lessons learned that might be useful for other new, as well as probably even experienced, data managers. Alyssa, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in the role? I started last October, so almost a year now. It's been about 11 months. I was formerly a special education teacher for six years and have been a teacher for 14 years. Thanks. How about you, Tracy? I have been in just a little bit longer than Alyssa. I started last May of 2021, so just slightly over a year. Um, and like Alyssa, my background is a special education teacher, and I actually came from higher education, um, and so from teacher preparation. So a switch to the role. Yes, but both of you come with that that great field in classroom experience, which I'm sure has really been helpful in this in this newer role, even though it's been now about a year for both of you. So congratulations. Thanks. And having been now for about a year doing this work. Can you share what you wish you had known when you first started out as a data manager? Sure. So I think the biggest things that I wish I had had more information on were some of the reporting timelines, not really the federal pieces, but what we did at the state. Because for us, those don't always line up. We usually have things collected far before when they are due federally. So that shifted what I actually did. The other thing I didn't have right away was who or where to get information from. So it took a little bit of time to figure out who were in the roles or, and I don't know if this is, I think it's kind of uh, what happens in most states at this point, but those roles switch. And so who used to do something is no longer there. And it took me a little bit of time to figure out who I was supposed to be talking to. The other thing I wish I'd known was a little bit more about what other states do. So I don't think I started picking up on the differences in how states collect until maybe about six or seven months into my position. And that's been very helpful for me, actually, because it gives me reassurance that it's not always wrong what we do. It's just different sometimes. So that I did wish I had known far sooner. Um, And the other thing that has been most helpful, I think, in the last probably three or four months is I've established some relationships with our LEAs, so our local educational agencies, and I'm starting to understand a little bit better how they do things and what their procedures are. And that definitely plays a role in the quality of data we get and how we're getting it from them. So understanding about what they do to get information to us 
has been incredibly helpful towards the end of this first year. Great. So a lot of those kind of internal processes and having to to figure those out, especially as things are always changing, new people coming into the role, the roles themselves changing, and that point, too, about it's it's not just learning your role and learning the steps and, and what the data are, but like building those relationships that are really critical, too, with your districts. Thanks, Tracy. Absolutely. Alyssa, what about you? First, I would agree with everything that Tracy said. <laughs> Um, But one thing for me that I wish I would have known before is just that there's a whole side of special education that I had no idea existed. You know, as a special education teacher, you know, we are in the field with the students, you know, doing those, the paperwork pieces, the documenting pieces. But I don't think I ever knew where any of that data ended up or where any of that, what that data was used for at the state level. And so when I first started reading into and understanding all of the indicators, I think on the field, we always hear about, you know, indicator 13. So we all know what that is, but, you know, there's indicator three and indicator four. And just, I had no idea that that was a piece of data that the state had to collect and that the things I was doing in the field was contributing to those pieces. So that was just that amount of information there is was eye-opening for me. Yeah, and to see how that that trickles in and what impact even, you know, just collecting that information on one child has all the way down up to the state level. And and that's something I think we really focus on a lot at IDC is how everybody plays a role in the, in influencing the quality of their IDEA data, whether they really know it or not. So I think it's understanding that why and how the data are used and getting that out to the local level as much as possible. Absolutely. Can you share any resources or support that you've really found to be the most helpful in learning this role as a data manager? For me, it's definitely been the data manager meetings and the discussions that they have monthly from IDC to Westat to, you know, just all of those opportunities we have as data managers across the U.S. can, you know, get together and talk and bounce ideas off and understanding what people are doing in other states. So that's been huge for me. And just the openness of the veteran data managers, mm. you know, the willingness for them or the willingness they have to help the new data managers has just been incredible for me. So I felt really supported by that group and those meetings. That's great to hear. Tracy, what resources or supports would you mention? I agree with Alyssa and my, just because Amy does it, but my favorite is the IDC data manager connection. <laughs> no, it's not just because you facilitate that, Amy, but I don't think I got onto the data manager connection until I had been in my uh, role for about two or three months. And that is one of the groups where I feel like I can ask what I think are dumb questions um, and be supported in realizing that it's probably not a dumb question. Uh, So I love all the groups, but some of them I think can be incredibly intimidating, especially like Alyssa said, if you're coming from not a data background from more of a classroom perspective and you don't have a good grasp on all the indicators because it's not been your world, that group I think is is a very good group to get involved with. The other thing 
that has been really my saving grace have been the process documents. Mm. Um, So IDC puts out the process documents and same thing. I had been in my role for probably about a month or two and my EdFax coordinator came up and introduced herself and handed me the process (laughs) documents and said, do you know these exist? And when I started reading those through, now ours needed revision, they were Mm -hmm. a little bit out of date, but it was this incredible like glowing book that I think said, ah, at one point, because it really, um, like I said earlier, with the reporting timelines and how we do things differently from the federal timelines, it outlined all of those. um, It outlined all the people. And again, I still had to go figure out who had taken over roles, but um, it was my roadmap for figuring out what it was I was supposed to be doing. Great. Yeah, those, I mean, the purpose behind those, big reason we, IDC developed those and have been using it with states is for that turnover. And when you have a new data manager or others new to the role, then you have a lot of those internal processes documented and hopefully helping in your new role to get started. So great to hear. Yes, I'm not getting paid either. I really do encourage people to take a look at those and get those. Uh, If you're not using them, they are just so helpful. Do you have any advice for those new data managers who are just starting out? I think if I had to boil it down to just one phrase, it would be ask if you're unsure. Um, I know sometimes it can be very intimidating when you're taking a new role. You want everybody to think you you know everything. But this is one of those roles that changes or um, things are interpreted differently when we take a new look at it. So if it if you're not sure, it's really important that you ask. And I have found reading the EdFax file specifications <laughs> as fun boring reading. as that seems. Right. I, but it just like if you can figure out one, they're an easy way, in my opinion, to start figuring out how to read the way the federal government writes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a lot of what we do have technical documentation that are just written in a way that most people don't speak. And I, I feel like those file specifications, in my opinion, help you kind of ease your way into that kind of writing. And I think we talked a little bit in the last question, stay connected and be open to change. So those connections, I think, are, are so important there's usually only a few or one person in our roles in each state, mm-hmm. um, and people don't know what we do. So you try and talk to other people in your office, and they don't know. So yeah, staying connected and asking if you're unsure and, and trying to learn that new language of federal writing is great. Yeah, I think that advice of, you know, no question is is a dumb question, really, in this situation that when you're just starting out, if if you aren't, if you're kind of even new to the, you know, state to special education data, there's going to be a pretty steep learning curve. So ask lots of questions of other data managers, of the TA centers, all of that. What about you, Alyssa? What advice do you have? To piggyback off Tracy as well, um, there's been many times where I'm sitting in my cubicle by myself reading the EdFax specifications <laughs> out loud so I can try to <laughs> absorb just, them. Yes, yeah, but those um, 
that information is very helpful. It looks intimidating at first, but as you kind of get to read through it, it is definitely very helpful. Um, the one piece of advice I have for new data managers would be be patient with yourself. Um, I think some of us come in wanting to know everything right away. We want to be able to contribute to the team right away. Um, you know, and for me, I was a former teacher coming in now doing numbers and Excel spreadsheets, and that was intimidating. But like our former data manager, he was a statistician, had no special background or education background at all. And so whether you're coming from one background to the new one or vice versa, just be patient with yourself. There's a lot of information to learn. And the one thing I noticed is I tried to learn everything all at once. I tried to learn every indicator. I tried to learn every piece of information I needed. But as I noticed is you can't really do that until that file is due or until that information comes in or, you know, like for child count, you, you aren't really able to see what that really looks like until December when you're really working in it. And so just kind of being patient and, you know, learning piece by piece and not needing to learn everything all at once. Right. Alyssa, can I just add to yours? Like I have said to people, I don't know. That's not my world right now because yes. there are so many indicators. And it's like as a first year, second year, or I've said, this is my first time through that. I, I'm still learning. Let me get back to you. Like, and and that, Yes. And that's tough too. You know, you, you've been in it for a year, but it's the first time you're seeing you know, for me, it's focus monitoring, you know, I've been in, in my role for 10 months, but now this is the first time I'm seeing this. So you feel new all over again. <laughs> right. right. So, <laughs> it's yes. a whole year of being new all the time. Yes. yes. Yeah. And until you've even done things a couple times that come around just once a year, it's still, you're still learning, I, I'm sure, and trying to replicate and, and improve every time too. So as I mentioned before, on IDC, we talk a lot about being a data quality influencer and how all of us are, are data quality influencers. How would you say you influence the quality of your state's data? So for me, it's really, and I don't know if it's good or bad, right or wrong, but taking the data and bringing it back down to the district level or the unit level or putting students behind that data like I said before, our former data manager was a statistician, mm -hmm. not a teacher, not an educator. And so for him, it was just looking at the numbers. Um, and so for me, I really want to take a look at the numbers and think, does that make sense? You know, we have X number in this file. Does that even seem realistic? And so for me, it's taking those numbers back down to the, we have special education units in our state. And so taking it back down to the unit or even the district level, and putting student names behind those numbers and really taking a look at that data in depth that way. Yeah, telling a story with the data, making it more personal. I think yep, we've all absolutely. heard yeah, that that really helps to improve and understand and, and better use the data if you kind of have those feelings behind it and, and know the importance. Tracy, how do you influence the quality of your state's data? Very similar to what Alyssa's talking about. My background is I'm that assessment nerd, and I believe in the assessment cycle. And that's uh, what I did a lot of in my teacher preparation program is getting future teachers to understand the importance of assessment and using 
the data to drive and better your instruction. And so that's the approach I bring um, to my role as data manager is to make sure that we are getting the data back to the LEAs as quickly as we can and in a format that they can easily understand so they're able to apply it, make decisions, um, and improve, especially with our results indicators, but actually make some progress on the results for the students. And the other thing that I've been finding, again, since I'm just over a year now, is improving what's being put in. Because I don't know if our LEAs really understand that what we are giving back to them is coming from them. Mm-hmm. So we will get complaints on um, our graduation rate is wrong. Where did you come up with these? And it's like, well, that's what you gave me. Mm-hmm. And there are certain edit checks that we do. And so really working with uh, getting the LEAs and our directors to understand the process of how we check their data and try and make sure what they're giving us is correct, but the importance of them putting some of those things in place so they are giving us high quality data as well, because we can't make sound decisions if, you know, garbage in, garbage out. And I try not to use that too much because I don't want to call it garbage, but it it really is. um, If you're not giving us good information, we can't make good decisions based on it. So I want to wrap up by just asking, is there something that you're working on now or something you have coming up in the future related to improving the quality of your state's data that you can talk a little bit about? One thing that's kind of always been ongoing the last few months for me is finding new and user-friendly ways to report that data, both to outside stakeholders and to our LEAs. Um, You know, like Tracy said, showing those LEAs in our units that it is, you know, the data that we're using is the data you're giving us. And to find different ways that it's not just a you know, here's a Excel spreadsheet of your data, or here's a fun, pretty graph that we're using. Mm-hmm. Um, so just finding different ways that it makes sense to them and they can personalize it. And also, um, I I don't, and this is, again, I've only been in this role for a year, but it for me, it seems like outside stakeholders as in parents um, and, you know, parent agencies and things like that, they seem to be more interested in the data lately. And that could just be in North Dakota, (laughs) but it seems like they're more interested in the data. And so trying to find a way to portray that data correctly and user-friendly for them. So, you know, so one, they don't think that we're hiding anything or covering anything up, but then also, you know, they can see really what's going on in their units and what's going on in the state. Nice. Well, You'll have to tell us more as you, you do more of that, what you have found that has been successful. In I that. will. And if anyone else has any other ideas, <laughs> please let me know. <laughs> yes. Great. Tracy, anything you want to highlight? Sure. Actually, uh, we are, there's a bigger team and we're working on two things that I'm excited about. One is kind of picks up on what Alyssa was talking about. I don't think you're unique in North, North Dakota. People are looking at data more. So as a data nerd, that is exciting to me. 
Um, and it kind of shifts what we have to do in making sure they understand all of the confounding variables that are included with those data. So we have what we are calling the SRRP team here at the state level. It's sustainable, reportable, repeatable processes. So basically our English learning office, our title office, uh, most of, of us were involved in federal reporting working together to see how we're doing things because for special education our reporting processes are a little bit more guided and we're held way more accountable than some offices so just sharing those and seeing what we repeat i i think the biggest example is graduation so it's so confusing because the way we calculate graduation for special education is not the way we calculate graduation for ESSA. And so when you're trying to be the special ed director and inform practices based on your data, and you're talking to a principal who's using a completely different set of calculations, it makes those conversations difficult. So we're working at the state level to try and compare notes and make sure we're giving guidance to facilitate um, that effective use of, of data and processes. And then one of the things I'm excited about in like my personal role is I already did my cheerleader dance on the process documents, but when we were revising, I did find that IDC also puts out LEA process documents. Um, and even though we're generally a small LEA state, we do have some bigger uh, county systems that sometimes struggle with getting everybody on board with what should be happening with their data collection. And so I have a couple directors who are willing and eager to work on their own LEA process documents and getting those processes and procedures written down so they can get some consistency and for lack of better words, have some teeth when it comes to people doing what they need to do with data collection. So I'm pretty excited about that. I can't wait to see if that actually happens because those are summer conversations when people aren't teaching and then, you know, everybody gets overwhelmed with the actual school year. But <laughs> we will see. Well, that's all very exciting stuff and so glad to hear about the LEA data processes uh, hopefully those, like you said, will will actually happen. And I, I think that would be so useful to the LEAs and you at the state. So great. Thank you both so much for being on. You've shared some really amazing lessons learned, um, information about your experiences that I know will be really helpful to others out there. So thank you again. And thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. To access podcast resources, submit questions related to today's episode, or if you have ideas for future topics, we'd love to hear from you. The links are in the episode content, or connect with us via the podcast page on the IDC website at ideadata.org.